Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Becca Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Absolutely no format. Absolutely no preparation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Bishies. Yes. That's what we're doing today. We did not know what we were going to talk about. We knew some things we were going to talk about. It's episode 94. I call it Q94. It was my favorite radio station for a while. (laughs) Whatever was number one on the charts you were coming out to the ring to. I'm going to start with talking about, I knew there was an undercurrent of frustration with our podcast. Really? I, yes. Not our, and we have very, very loyal listeners. And I'm very thankful for all of yes. you. I knew that guys in the business had some issues. What, like Jay Rockney? Because I do have a story about Jay Rockney. Not, no, it was more of a thing where there was um, guys who are good wrestlers and highly respected wrestlers were saying things like, I don't think they should be talking about that on this show. Oh gosh. Okay. Are you please kidding? bear with me. I'm oh. starting hot. You're going to piss me off. I don't want to piss you off. What I want to <laughs> look, s- I got you a toque and you're going to piss me what off. What a nice toque. I'm going to send a picture of that out. Um, no, don't actually. It'll cause heat. Yeah. Okay. We're not, we're not actually supposed to have those, have those toques. Good to know. <laughs> we're, uh, if you see me around town with a toque, ignore what's on it. <laughs> I want to say this. If you listen to sports talk radio, and you listen to two sports jocks talk about the game, you want them to be honest with you and not insult your intelligence. Right. If they talk about what they think is happening on an inside level, you want, them to, you want to believe that they're being on the level with you. I have been taken to task over our content by somebody in the wrestling business who I have immense respect for, and I apologize to this person that they don't like what, and and it's probably going to lead to somebody writing on, on Facebook about what they don't like. And that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm sharing my opinion publicly. I'm going to own it. And if I get a kick in the nuts over it, I, I, I've dealt, I've Just dealt with it. Just like we always do every yep. week. Anything we say here, I will say to your face anytime. Nothing is locked down either. I want to point that out. Nothing's locked down. Our email's open, our, yeah. our Facebook, our X, sorry, Twitter, yeah. our Instagram. It's all there for you. Yeah. So here's what I will say. When we talk about a company, I always want to say something I see positive every single time. The one time where I really failed at that was CNWEA. Well, it's hard to find positives there. Yeah, but I'll tell you, with Primos, I say positives. With CWE, I say nine, 90% positives. That means I would give them a 90% grade as a wrestling company. I just got 90% on my assignment. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And when I talk about talent, people We're say put an applause right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. people will say I rip on Adam Knight a little hard. But I if you take into context what I'm saying, of course I'm trying to be colorful when I say it, because as a listener, I owe it to you to try to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. So look at me. Like I got in trouble last week for calling yes. <laughs> a section of fans something that somebody didn't like too much. But oh. And I don't think you meant it maliciously. No, of course not. I'm I'm trying to make a point. But. So I Point am, taken. So, so to the wrestlers that listen to this podcast, I am sorry for the things you don't like, but I'm going to tell you a story. Last time there was a primo show when there was a power bomb on a wrestler and the wrestler got up without reacting to it after taking a pin. And it was clear something went wrong. 11 bees, sheezers, people who listen to our podcast. <laughs> what, a great, what, what a great name for it. Right. I love it. 
I'm a bee sheezer, and I love everyone who You're is a bee sheezer. You're the CEO of bee sheezers. Yes. 11 different bee sheezers were sending me information going, I don't understand what I just saw, mm. but I'm also hearing a wrestler yell at somebody else. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. Some mm. of those 11 bought tickets because of listening to this podcast. So I hate to break it to you. I am. That means what we have done is at least partial service. Even if they went to see it because they thought, hey, the B-She's guys make this sound like it might not be very good, but it, I'm curious enough to spend money and see it. Guess what? Hate to break it to you. We made the conversation interesting enough that you wanted to buy a ticket. Thank you to the B-She's who did it. And to the wrestlers who don't like it, those 11 fans supported your payoff that night. So whether you like how they got there or not, we advertised the events and we did it in an honest and constructive way. I'm sorry I'm coming in hot and I'm sorry that that means you're going to double down in your position that I'm the devil incarnate. You're the devil, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't work with anybody. I, I don't, I'm not here to, to shake it up or break it up. I'm here to talk about everyone who tries to sell a ticket or tries to sell a t-shirt and thank you, Becca Shane Madison and producer Chris for being along for the ride. I think I couldn't do it without you guys. I think if there are wrestlers out there that have a problem with some of the content we have, I will say this. And we just said this before we went on the air here this week. We people that have a problem with some of this content, they are usually looking out for their own best interests, whatever those interests are. Um, this podcast, it's, it's about everybody's best interest. It's not about, it's not about my best interest, no. not about your best interest. It's no. just about talking about what's going on out there. Why would somebody feel threatened or feel offended, offended, or it's like, Guys, this is local wrestling. Nobody like, has ever tried to talk about it like it's a major league sport or it's anything. Like, we're talking about it as if what's happening in it is important. Yeah. Like, nobody gives a she's what's going on here. Nobody, except some of the people who take this she's too seriously. Yeah. Like, really, guys? Like, the fans who buy cow. tickets want to be entertained. Wow. And the hundreds of people who, thousands every month, who download the podcast, want to be entertained, we're in the same business. And I'm sorry that if I say one thing negative out of nine about CWE or five things negative out of 11 for Primos, it isn't me ripping you apart. A lot of times I'm telling you, if you tried this, it would work. So anyway, now let's talk about local wrestling, unless you have something to add. No, no, I think that's well said. I just wanted to get it out of the way because I think people... I didn't, I didn't know that was on your on your. I think people think mind. there's a motive... Or that I'm doing it to make, one of the things that they don't like is I'm saying, if you do this, it could be better. Guess what? Some people charge for when they're, when they're going to give advice. I don't think, Hey, if you, if my advice doesn't work, just ignore it. I think this is leading towards Mike announcing he's starting up. Yeah. What, what percent are we at today? Oh, uh, it's, we've got to be at 90. Three hours ago, I was at two. <laughs> two? Today, I would say 60. Boy, it's it such a to, man. It's just like what a swing from like zero, a yo -yo every, from zero to sixty zero, in one 30, day. 30, 50, 90, We'll two. see. It may not happen. Like, let's be honest. It must be a nightmare I'm north of your eyebrows. Let me tell you <laughs> where I'm at. If how did we get to sixty? Because I think it inched forward today. Oh, as opposed to back. Okay, but I will say this: if if it happens, it will be, be not because I think. Hey, let's just. There's a business opportunity, I'll be honest, and I, I, I see that first and foremost. There's a commitment to fans, just like there's a commitment every time we get in the studio is we're going to try to entertain them for an hour, hour and a half. Never an hour and a half, hour and 15. If we can't do that, I would stop talking and stop asking you to give me an hour and 15 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to, if we're going to, it's not me, it's a we, and not you two aren't in on the wrestling end of it. Maybe you might perform. Both of you. Oh, oh. I, might, I might be booked. Yeah. But if there's a wrestling well, show. Do, do I have to be exclusive? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. And we'll talk about that at the end of the segment. If 
there's a wrestling show. Let me tell you what it is. A commitment. I don't want you to fees with my money now. Okay. <laughs> now I don't want the person. I don't want anyone going on Facebook and getting hot that we're <laughs> taking shots because we're not. We're trying. What we're trying to show you is we're not offended, really, and we're not trying to offend anybody. I think it's hilarious, actually. Yeah, but we're not in trying a, in a sad kind of way. Well, we're not trying to offend. <laughs> it's it. like, oh my gosh, someone wants to do something that could be good for the industry and and good shows and and good production values and, but we. We can't have that. No, because, well, I I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> You're trying right? so hard. No, I'm trying he, not to. And he's, he's throwing baiting. gas on the fire. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get some more information. I, I don't know what the heck. If, I love if, what's going on right if now. There's <laughs> a, if there's a wrestling show, I'll tell you this. The commitment is simple. If the fans give us two hours of their time, two and a half hour, two hours, two hours, 15 minutes of their time, and if they give us money for a ticket, I want them leaving knowing that from a production standpoint, from a from a promotional aspect in every way possible, there was a commitment to really do something good. And if I don't think we can do that, mm -hmm. I don't think we would do it. So that's where I'm at. There we go. So if okay. anyone has an issue with that, I'm sorry. It's not about being better. Let me be, okay. I want to get into the local news, but I can't be better than some. Let me tell you the best booker I've ever seen locally. And maybe in, in not just locally, Devin at WPW, my God, every title match, mm -hmm. every time they've ever flipped the title, the entire place was emotionally vested and in an uproar when the title change yep. happened. I've never seen that. So Devin, whatever the hell you're doing, I commend you. I could not do that. I never have done that. Yeah. But neither has too many other locals. Right. I could not go <clears throat> nine days straight finding places on a map to roll in and do a nine show tour book in those hotels like the CWE does. Have you seen the event center this week? I have. I, it's I, busy. Yes. yes. So I'm giving credit where credit is due. And when I say, well, a profile venue would really help that company. If they're hearing that going, no, it wouldn't help us. Okay. I'm wrong. <laughs> I can be wrong. Right. You, well, how often? Not I don't think, well, I don't know. I don't, you think uh, not having a profile venue is wrong? I think having a profile venue is vital. I, I agree. Yeah. So, so you're not wrong. I don't. Some people might think you're some wrong. Some people might hate that and think anywhere you can set up a ring, you can run a show. And do you think there's some people who are scared that you can do it better? Are there Sorry some the people, pause. are there some people who are afraid that they'll, I don't want on use, the scale, they'll be pushed down the list. I don't, think? I don't want to use the word afraid. I think people, here's what I would, if I was in their position, I would probably control the competition every chance I got. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there was a, you are, you, I'm throwing some curveballs. Yeah. I, yeah. They and, should screw up my coffee at McDonald's more often. Here's this what I double, think. You're double. so hot. <laughs> you're I so don't, hot I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they're afraid, but I will say this. When Primo's wants to run a show, mm -hmm. they're not afraid. They encourage it. Well, there's no, there's when no one CNW, to be afraid of there because they're CNW, incompetent. Yeah, when CNWEA wants to run a date, they're not afraid. Nope. They do nothing. They're incompetent. But the minute that there's word that Mike Davidson might run wrestling, there's there is a immediate oh my word, this is going to change something, and that makes me a disruptor. And that's that was a pat, that's a pat on the back for you that, actually. If you that look at was it. not what I wanted. Let me tell you. I wanted a case where the fans were excited and the fans felt valued and the wrestlers were excited and the wrestlers felt valued and that the people that I wanted it to be something called wrestling United. And I wanted it to be where every promoter could say, you know, I don't like this so much, but I know he's not trying to damage anything. And I'm putting my, by saying this out here on the podcast, I'm putting my ass on the line by saying, I own it. What I wanted to do was something that could benefit just about everybody. But I hate to break it to the wrestlers that don't like this podcast. And I went long on this. What we <clears throat> do here with BSHs, when we're posting about events, when we're, when you're doing the event center Mecca, when, when we're posting on Facebook that, you know, cloud nine has a show coming up in Minot or CWE has a show coming up with Savio Vega below zero with Maven zero. and John Morrison yep. or WPW. We're trying to make sure that we're trying to help not hurt. 
And we're not doing, somebody said, I'm trying to piggyback. No. Off what am I getting out of it? Off of who? Oh, Off but, then I'm gonna, yeah. but then I'm going to start running shows and that will be a <laughs> conflict of interest for the podcast. No, it all comes down to if you invest the time to listen to this free podcast, I owe it to you to entertain and I owe it and you owe it and you owe it. We owe it to them to be entertained and be honest. And that's the freaking reality here. So if you don't like it, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not here to, I did not, I do not want to be the disruptor. So, is, so hold on. So we're at 60%. It feels like it fell to 40 during that talk. Yeah. It, it, well, it, <laughs> what do you say? It's not, it's not simple. There's no simple answer on that. Yeah. Because let me tell you what happens. There's, there's immediate, we got a posture. We got to be ready to defend. It's not, nobody's welcoming a guy in with open arms. They just aren't. And that's, too bad. and that's because, and then what ends up happening is a guy like me goes to a guy and says, I might need an investor. Guy says, you know what, Mike, I like you. And all of a sudden now I'm backed and now they're even more upset. Now he's got a bankroll. Oh shit. Now he's going to recklessly bring too much talent in. That'll be the next complaint. Meanwhile, the talent I wanted was going to be 90% what was here to showcase the best of the best of here. Operative word. Was. Was. No, I'm not saying it won't be. I'm saying, right, the vision will change based on what happens, right? It's bad. (laughs) And I don't want it to be. It's good. It's great. But I'm leveling with the listeners because one thing on this show, if I say it, I'm not coming on here and be she's, we call it be she's, but we're not actually bullshitting the listener. I have too much respect for the people who listen to just shoot straight and be honest. So there you go. Um, let's talk about what's happening well, that, locally. We didn't expect that. How I long, like it. How long did I go? 15 minutes. 15. Uh, well, we're 15 in. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we got lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. I talk about how Devin's the best booker. No one can do what he's done. Mm-hmm. Devin and Ben WPW. Two shows, Friday, Saturday, 350 tickets a night, sold out yep. a month in advance. Yep. They're saying they're sold out. They're not, it's not a work, people. It's legitimate. They will not take your money anymore. Now, let me tell you why that's never been done before. Because their approach is focused, it's advanced, it's planned months in advance. And... The talent, Judas Icarus, Sebastian Wolf, Chad Daniels, AJ Sanchez. If you spend money with WPW, you're going to be wowed. If you can get in early enough to spend your money. If not, go on YouTube, uh, subscribe to their channel, watch their videos. They have some cool merch too. You'll You'll be wowed. Okay? That's what I'll say about that. And they announced they're going back to yep. the museum. I think it's April 29th, 20, Sunday night. I think it's 28th, April 28th? 28th. Okay, it's the Sunday night. You're right, 28th. Thank you for correcting that. Yeah. All fight, I can, fight at the museum too. All yes. I can tell you, I was at last year's. These guys are committed to an amazing night. Congratulations. I am I'm convinced it will be a great show. And that might be, again, because that can hold more than 350 or 400 fans. I think it hold 550, I think. Yeah. So that might be your opportunity if you've never been to a WPW show. Get on it early. Get on it as soon as tickets go announced. If you subscribe to their, I think it's newsletter. their email newsletter. Yeah, they they give you the heads up. They, they'll send you the email with the link. So it's a pretty well-oiled machine. So you can get in on those it, tickets. Well worth it to subscribe to something like that if you've ever been like, I can't get a ticket. I'll tell you this. Do you, their talent for... Um, for the Voyager Cup. Voyager Cup is amazing. I believe that they'll do even better with the talent they're going to bring in at the museum. I just have a feeling that they're going to, mm-hmm. I think it's going to drop Jaws in Winnipeg. I think so. And I, and I'm, I love it. And I, and I love the way that these guys do business. And I say that all the time. And I just said that I'd give CWE <clears throat> a 90%. I would give WPW a 90%. I don't know where they don't do 10% right, but they, nobody's perfect. Right. I think they're 90%. What about Primos? Are they 90%? They have an event coming up in Thompson pretty soon. You know what? I'm going to tell you what Tom, what they did very well in Thompson. Uh, and this is take this as a piece of advice. We're trying to help the business. Yep. 
They scheduled Thompson <clears throat> for uh, Mar- February 21st. You know why they did that? Why is that? Child tax goes out the day before. Oh, really? Yes. That's smart. Exactly. Yeah, very smart. Very smart. Do you think they did that with that in mind or did that just... No, that, I, have a feeling, just I have a feeling he knows. Okay, now what's he going to use for a roster? Um... Well, a lot of exodus. That's going to be interesting. I don't know. I saw Adrian Burton on the poster. Okay. Is that the guy from up there? Nope. He oh. wrestles. He wrestles a little bit for Danny. Um, Big shadow extremes from the paw. That's a bit of a drive from Thompson. Like yeah. Four, three, three, or four, four hours. hours. A little less drive than Winnipeg though. Yeah. yeah. I think that he'll get, maybe Rob Starnum will go up with him. Mm-hmm. Player one. Maybe. Is, is there any chance that they're going to bring up, uh, Marty Skrull? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I mean, that, that's... That's sh- coming up. That shows... Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's coming up. Not very far away. Anyway, it's a good town. It's an underserviced market, and the venue they got in that town is really good. So... Where are they wrestling there? Uh, I think it's the Thompson... It's like the rec center. There's okay. like... It's like the hub of recreational activity in the town. Well, they've kind of cooled off a little bit because they had that originally that Super Bowl Sunday show announced, and they kind of stopped that. Thank that, God they, yeah, they that backed out been, of that one. That would have been a killer. So... Thompson is their next event, and we haven't heard anything else. If there's anything else scheduled, I, have I wonder you guys heard if anything? Billy Blaze will probably go up. Oh, yeah. I, I did hear something because I heard they're in Toulon in March, in the third week of March. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's an interest. They should do pretty good in Toulon. And um, hmm, I'm trying to think of where else. Uh, no, I don't know of any other dates, but I would imagine Toulon. I'm surprised Thompson isn't tied into a Winnipeg date. I really am. Especially when they did 220 in January. It's weird. It's like a standalone type thing. So maybe they're just using a local crew, whoever they can get. Is there any, is there anywhere close by, like maybe anywhere in Saskatchewan that's kind of like Saskatoon? No, Thompson's kind of in the middle of the province. Yeah, it's it's quite a ways to get to anywhere. The closest would be, like closest town would be Carlisle slash Flintflon. Okay. Yeah, but that's like four hours that, away. Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah it's also known as fleas, 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 fleas. fleas. Uh, where they where they're going to get a lot of fans from will be Norway House, uh, Nelson House, and Cross Lake are about an hour, hour and a half drive. Yeah. So it's Thompson's the hub. I think they'll do real well there, honestly, and I think it's a good town that's underserviced. It, the reason it's underserviced is it's eight hours in the middle of really nowhere. There's right. no towns around to build from. So. You know, best of luck to them. And then CWE, the 15th anniversary show coming up very soon. Um, So that should be a good one. And of course, they have a whole whack of dates. You know, you listen to the event center this week. I think there's 17 events, if uh, memory serves me correct. And they're go- where are they going next? They're here in Manitoba and then Ontario? They have a lot of Saskatchewan dates and they have some Alberta dates as well. Interesting. So that goes till, I think the last tour date is February 26th. So, so Shane Douglas is on the tour. Shane Douglas will be there. Yeah. The franchise. You know what the thing is with Shane? You learn a lot from Shane Douglas. It's good for their yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. It's Our good. friend, uh, Sean Martins will be wrestling uh, Shane Douglas in, I believe the main event in Edmonton. Ooh. Did I not see that in uh, Prince Albert's as well? Is that? I where it is? Okay. Prince Albert. So that'll be good for Sean uh, Martins. You yeah. know, yep. I'd like to He'll see learn. him. Yeah. It'll be really good. CWE, of course, the way that they, their touring model, no one in Canada can touch that. It's amazing. That's why you get 90%. If I was to say something negative, I got to be very careful. If I was to say something negative, it's always balanced with plenty of positives. Their crew is well-rounded. They've done a good job developing it. Danny's done it. One of the hardest working people in the industry is Danny because he's the only guy that's sitting there going, I want to run 20 shows a month. Mm-hmm. Most guys are sitting there going, I want to run one good show a month. If yeah. that, yeah. yeah. I'll say something negative. Uh-oh. I'm Uh-oh. not on this show. Where? I wanted to wrestle Chad Daniels on that anniversary show. Wasn't Mexico more important? Well, Mexico was booked in April of last year. Uh-huh. So, I mean, listen, um, Chad Daniels is going to have a big match on that show, and I hope it's a little tune-up for when I'm going to tune him up. Yeah. Because that's coming up. April? Well, the, there's a couple dates floating around, but like I said, I'll be wrestling in Landmark uh, for CWE on March 30th. And there's another show in Amaranth, I think, in April. I'll be doing a couple shows. They've sold out Amaranth, I think, two or three times in a row. Bobby Collins does an amazing yep. job there. Really great town. So I'll be uh, getting a few reps in before I slap Chad Daniels around, who actually, I can't believe it. Right after BC's episode 93, lo and behold, there's a response. <laughs> it was a good response. It was a good response. He was fired up. Oh, I can't believe the guy has a pulse. Look okay. at that. Listen, if I got my ass handed to me, I would 
be a little fired up too. So yeah. I happen kudos to, to him. I happen to know another wrestler that wants to slap you out or fight you. Oh, really? I'm not going to say who. Well, you can tell me during the I'll break. Well, I might tell you. It's, there is somebody that actually doesn't like you. Who's that? I, we can't tell you. I'll tell you in the break. Well, hey. Okay. But before we go to the break, someone asked me recently what if my take on exclusivity has changed or if also they're probably going to ask. I just asked you that 10 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I said I would talk about it at the end of the segment. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the, because that's the reaction I had in my head. Well, it's not quite the end of the segment. I have one other thing to add. Okay, well, do we'll, you want to add it and then I'll talk? Sure. Okay, you add. Let's talk about this. The new Cloud9 champion, Mentalo. Oh, yes. Yes. February yes. 3rd at, uh, I believe it was called New, is it New Wave 3, I think it was called, or he won a, I guess it was like a, a scramble match where he won the Cloud9 championship. So now Mentalo has the CWE championship and also the Cloud9 championship. So congratulations to Mentalo. Man of gold. That's what he is. You know what? That guy works hard. Looks like a million bucks. A main eventer on every show he's yep. on. And if you're not putting him in the main, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, so getting back to exclusivity, and the other one that they're going to ask me about is what my take is on wrestlers working the gimmick table. Who's going to ask you that? That's just people like to say. Do you still have that opinion? Okay. Okay, so exclusivity I still think has a huge value. I really do. I think if wrestlers are exclusive, that it actually increases their value. Because it under it l limits their exposure, right? If you overexpose yourself, it could affect your value. That's always been my argument. Okay. But in 2010, this person who's like, well, you don't believe or you believe in exclusivity. 2010, I didn't I didn't force exclusivity. WFX and CWE used a pretty similar roster. Last I checked is 2024. Yeah, but that's the last time I promoted, so you got to go back to the last time. Well, that was the last time you were in touch, too. Yeah, well, yeah. May, apparently, yeah. <laughs> 15 People, years uh, Somebody thinks that strikes a chord in me. Does that strike a chord in me, Producer Chris? I, I, I think it does. He gets a little flush every no. time you bring it up. <laughs> I was going to get shirts made that said I was 14 years out of touch. The guys I work with at the stadium are always like, hey, we would ask you for your advice, but you're a little out of touch, and it's about work matters. Every year, you, you could update the shirt. Exactly. 15, 16, exactly. 17. Get well, the new edition. Now, now I like it. We got to get on that. <laughs> now, so my take on exclusivity is there is a value to it. And in a perfect world, in a perfectly executed business plan, most people would write in their contract or exclusivity, and they would have things like cooperative merchandising opportunities. Those are important details. Mm -hmm. If there was a perfectly run independent wrestling company. You would want cooperatively marketed merchandise mm -hmm. and opportunities, but this isn't a perfect world. So if wrestlers are, are hell bent on open field work where they want, when they can get the payoff, then as promoters, WPW has proven they can make that work. They broke the, they broke the mold for my argument of exclusivity. There's a line to walk too. Wouldn't you say like WPW, for example, they were maybe not using everybody that no, somebody else they, uses. They're maybe what? not using everybody that they use. You know what, what they I mean? do is they take the best of the best locals they can get and then they sprinkle in Judas Icarus. Exactly. They yes. sprinkle in Mo Jabari. They sprinkle in Jody Threat so that their show has something you can only see at a WPW show. Nobody's mm -hmm. sitting there going, well, that's kind of screwing up the market. They're saying it's working, right? Give them credit, and they're and they feature the local the local talent perfectly, and that's because Devin is an amazing booker. That's true. Now the other thing is what I think about wrestlers working merchandise tables. I don't know. There's something to be said, and I've always said, well, if you go to a football game, the starting quarterback isn't out there shilling merch or, or meeting fans. <laughs> he might after the game, but he's not really doing it before. And if you go to a Guns N' Roses concert, could you imagine how disappointing? Well, it might excite you that you walked up and there's Axl Rose posing with fans, but at the same time, there's a certain value to Welcome to the Jungle starts to hit and Axl Rose comes out and you're like, this is what I waited for. That's the first time you've seen him. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer, except that you want to prove the point that you're right and I'm wrong. But the thing is, I don't have to be right or wrong about it. Cause I can, I can sit there and say it works both ways. Can I give you my perspective sure. as a wrestler? Yeah. I don't want to be at a merchandise table. I think it looks hokey. I think it, it looks like 
come buy my stuff. And what if nobody's buying your stuff? You're standing there like a dick. Yeah. With just like See, Matt, look at, looking awkward. Yeah. I don't Matt, like it as a heel either. And then the other thing yeah, is. That's a good point too. The other thing is if I'm on the show and people have, you know, I'm trying to present myself as something special. I'm not as special the second time they see me. That's part of the problem. That's part of why, where I've come from for that. So but I'm also, also like for me, like I like what Mentolo does. I think yeah. Mentolo has somebody who sells his merchandise for him. He's also out there before the show, but he, but this is why it works very well with Mentolo because his character and his gimmick is, a car, he is like a real life cartoon character mm-hmm. where it's, it's amazing to see him and get up close to him. Yeah. I believe, see, I have two different thoughts on but that. But hold on. I've also seen guys, <clears throat> and I can think of, I think my, I think it was at a CWE show actually, where there was a long line of guys and there was a couple guys and then nobody was like buying anything from them or I don't even know if they had anything to sell. And they're just kind of standing there. Yeah. And then they're just kind of looking awkward and then they come out for their match and it's like, well, this guy was, oh, that's, that's that awkward guy that nobody wanted to talk to at the merchandise stand. And where it is bad. And it's not that bad when there's three or 400 people out there. Cause everyone thinks about the money they can make. <clears> but if the promoter, if the promotion doesn't draw yeah. and you're out there just standing at a table yeah. and there's 40 people in the room, it looks, it, there's nothing to protect you. Yeah. Like for me, I mean, I, I don't care one way or another, but for me, I just, I have no interest in doing that. And you're, and that's just me. There's a lot of people that agree with you, but I think to each to their own. And I have a different opinion on that too. If I was running a show, one of the things I would be looking at is there's a sponsorship opportunity for the autograph alley. And if you can monetize that, then, and I still think the wrestlers shouldn't be, I think there should be hawkers and it should be like a team store selling that merchandise. And they got to go buy the merchandise and walk up. Could you please sign this as opposed to the wrestler handling money? Although I get it, they're very paranoid and they worry that they're going to get shorted on their cash. But that's what I think should happen is that yeah. that rather than wrestlers handing and handling money, it, but it's what happens with Honky Tonk Man or Jake Roberts. They're sitting there shilling and... Well, that's different. And like Matt, I, Matt Cardona, when he says, you know, if you're not out selling gimmicks before the show, like you're yeah, an idiot or yeah. whatever. I mean, okay, when you're... When there's an insatiable demand to see you. Right. And when there's a guy who's getting paid thousands of dollars to come in and he's got all this stuff he wants to sell and he knows if he's getting paid X, if he sells all this stuff, he's getting X times eight. Of course, he's going to want to maximize his revenue, right? That makes sense. But these other guys, they're not honky tonk man, Matt Cardona, Jake Roberts. They're just, they're just not. I think what Tony Candelo does, and a lot of people don't like this is you can sell your stuff, but I'm keeping 12%. Yeah. I'm working to bring the people. You're profiting from the people. That's fair too. I, I should get a percentage. And that's an interesting point of view too. But that's where we're at. What were we at for time, producer Chris? 31, 32 minutes. That's not that bad. Two, We've yeah, gone to 38 To our B-sheezers listening, if we went a little long, I'm sorry. And if we were a little too hot or anything like that, we're just trying to be honest with you. That's all. This episode of B-She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code BEESSHEES. That code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. I am a firm believer that the business can get better in the next, like the strength of fan interaction and engagement into the local, not local, even national business. I believe it can get better in the next Mm -hmm. year, but something is happening and it really makes me worry that we're going to be back to a one trick pony in one year or two years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Scott Demore getting fired by TNA wrestling is one of those moves that it is a clear sign that non-wrestling people made a business decision that they will never understand. Yeah. And one day they will probably not have any value when it's time to sell that company and they won't understand why. The heartbeat of that company was Scott Demore, 
and they fired him because they were having, I I've heard stories. I've heard a lot of different things. I've actually know somebody who knows, uh, Anthony Ciaccioni. He actually was, he got hired by him three times and apparently he's a good, he's a good dude, a hell of a good dude. Yep. And a hell of a good TV. Like he worked in, uh, he worked for the score, worked for TSN, worked for TSN. He worked for, um, the Olympics. He has a great resume of running television content companies. Now, unfortunately he's not working for Fox or he's not working for WGN America or someplace where TNA needs a TV deal. He works for fight network and Anthem in house. So he's been promoted to president, president of TNA and the guy that saved the company, rebuilt the company and made the company more relevant than it's been in a long time. Like very long time. Yeah. Since 2010 or 11, Scott DeMore deserved a chance to continue. And that's not going to happen. When I met Leonard Asper, I said, you've got the best guy in the industry not working for WWE and Scott Demore. And he looked at me surprised. I didn't think anything of it at the time. He said, thank you for saying that. Because this decision was Leonard's. Yep. It 100%. came from the top. 100%. Yep. Now, I've heard and I've asked people. I, I, I even sent Mr. Asper an email. And he has responded to my emails in the past. He didn't respond to this one, and I understand why. But I I believe there was an energy amongst the company to get spending down. And Scott was pushing because he had momentum and he knew it. Instinctively, he knew we got to move right now. AEW's momentum is dipping at a record pace fast. TNA's momentum is increasing even after they took the fall off and did a rebrand. Had a great pay-per-view number. Great pay-per-view number. They're drawing in good numbers. Television's been very strong. got Nick Nemeth. They got Mustafa Ali, which were great additions to their roster. They have the best best knockouts champion they could have. They've got Moose on top. And then a corporate decision that will absolutely disrupt... Their business. Somebody compared it to to Ted Turner hiring Jim Hurd and firing Dusty Rhodes. Mm, that's what yeah. it reminds me of, honestly. It's an interesting thing. A lot of people are saying Scott Demore's got to go to AEW, and I talked to a, somebody close to that's Scott. not going to happen. Yeah, I talked to somebody close to Scott, and they said <laughs> anything he does in the wrestling business now will be a job. It will not be his life. He doesn't need to work either. No, um, I I would love to see him in WWE. I think that that's probably eventually. I think that's probably the most likely destination because again it's a new regime and triple h you know again with this friendly alliance with yeah. tna harmony probably understand <laughs> which might not be there i just did what i asked you not to that's do that's a great word it Mike. might not exist anymore though do you do you like i feel like scott demore is probably fairly responsible for this relationship being where it is with wwe without him do they want to deal with an executive i mean no disrespect to your yeah. the guy well jeremy but, borash is over there yeah so he'll say i mean listen at the end of the day here's what it was scott's more than qualified to work in wwe oh for oh, sure. he is now, for sure yeah here's what i believe as a coach would be great at the pc yeah. he'd be outstanding here's what though. i believe is about to happen i believe anthony chiaccioni is going to try to find a general manager of tna uh, a wrestling person. By the way, th- they had a Zoom meeting yeah. and it did not go well. Well, no, there was even Tony, Tommy Dreamer said in the Zoom meeting, if you want to discuss <clears throat> releases, we'll do it on a separate call. Mm-hmm. And he's head of talent relations. There is not, the worst part is there is not an heir apparent. There is not somebody no. in the company that's ready to just assume right. a lead wrestling role. guy. Yeah. And you think about that. People are going to say Eric Bischoff, he's almost 70 years old and I don't think he wants Bad to. Bad idea. Nope. Conrad Thompson, I don't think nope. wants to be a pay cut for him. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, it's, it is, it is what it is. What happened is Scott wanted to go for it. Anthem wanted to cut back. They butted heads. That's basically what it was. And, and Scott wanted to be a player. Anthem was upset. They weren't a player. Scott needs resources to make them a player. Anthem doesn't give Scott resources to be a player. TNA is not a player. Anthem fires Scott. <laughs> basically that's what it was. Yeah. In, in a nutshell. And it was, a case of Anthem not understanding wrestling. Absolutely. There's a lot of wrestling people who are going to crap on this decision and wrestling fans. A lot of talent upset about it. But you have to understand, in the case of ownership, they don't know what they don't know. 
So they made, if they made a mistake, it's their money that's going to be on the line. So they're entitled to make that mistake. It's bad. There's people who have said that TNA might just strictly be an online platform at some point because like they just are clearly putting, they don't want to put any more money. And in, in TNA's management, in Anthem's defense, They've lost money on this thing for years. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Every so, year that they've owned it since 2016. So when you think, you know, financially, is it that bad of a move? Probably not financially. But, you know, for us as wrestling people. It's not what we want. Right. It's not what we want. It's not for the good of the business. Um, so it's going to be interesting times in TNA. In the case of Chiachoni, here's how he's going to look at it, too. He's probably sitting there saying, we've got to stop making TNA our highest invested property because we're not going to get the revenue on what we're investing. We've got to treat it like it's a broadcast property that we've got yeah. on our network. And it's not going to be the number one thing we pour our resources into. And that will mean probably a very, like they're going to be an independent wrestling company. They There's, were not. You know how many people are under contract there? I heard it wasn't that many. 65. 65 under Anthem or Impact? Well, or TNA? whatever TNA's has wrestlers under contract and there's 65, I guess, wrestlers or office people under contract there. There's going to be some That's major big cuts. There's going to be some major, major cuts. Be like Bell Media. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's big, some big cuts today. Cuts there. Oof. Feel bad for a lot of my friends out there. I think the problem, and speaking of, and it ties into Anthem. Bell, let's talk. If Bill. you are yeah. in media, you know your time is up. Yeah. Like there is not a future Getting in, I, I got in in 1999 and then there was people saying there's small stations aren't going to be around and boy, they were right. Yeah. And it was like, you, you did it because you wanted to do it, but you didn't like, realistically, I think that the, uh, I think if you're in media, you know, you might not have a job for life and the amount of money you make is not going to be what it used to be. TNA, I hope you hire a good general manager. But I think if you're cutting the budget down by even 25% from what you were spending, you are killing yourself. And it's probably going to be a long, slow, like we talk about NWA losing momentum. Yeah, this is, this this is going to be immediate. Well, like, and it's going to be something where like they, we saw they were ready. Yeah. All they needed was a better TV platform. And the talent and office there, I don't mean Anthem, I mean TNA office is basically positioning is this as, you know, Scott wants TNA to do well. It's business as usual. We need to support the new guy, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I think time will tell, but you know, it, I don't think it's a good sign for TNA. I think they put a bullet in that company, it's know, which good. makes me feel sad. Now, let's move right to the related story that everyone says AEW needs Scott Demore as head booker. Scott, I think if he ends up there, it's a cat. It's a cash re reason. It will not, and he doesn't need the money. He would never trust that he's going to get autonomy as head booker in that company. And I don't think him and Tony Khan would match up well. He is yeah. the guy that could do it, but Tony Khan has to realize he needs a guy who can do it. Well, if there's one thing we've learned, and I would be surprised if Scott went to AEW, it's never say never. Yeah, <laughs> Because exactly. we CM Punk going back to WWE, no, nah, it's not happening. Yeah. Well, you know? So who knows? I, I would be very surprised. And again, I think it's a little early for that kind of conversation, I think. I also wonder if there's yeah. some financial backer that goes to Scott and says, Hey, you know, we got five or 10 or 20 million. You're the guy that could start up a company that would be number three. Well, he's got border city wrestling. Border city is a possibility. He, he could do very well running Windsor, Detroit, yep, London as his, as his key <clears throat> markets. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting thing. If Scott's got the passion, he just, at the end of this ride, and I've been in that, not to the same degree, but after at the end of the ride at WFX, I remember that I just became disconnected to the business and it was not weeks or months. I didn't care. I stopped caring. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's a lot different for Scott because he had a seven year run where he consistently built it and he was in the talent loved him. They would have walked over glass for him. So I don't know. How about Tony Khan changing subjects? Tony Khan builds up this big announcement. 
I was closer to being right oh. than most because they were like, it's going to be Mercedes Monet. It's going to be Okada. It's going to be this. It's Will Ospreay. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't announce that they changed the color of the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's he had a three-hour block coming because of March <laughs> Madness. So he decides he's going to give it a cool name, call it Big Business. Big Business with dollar signs for yeah. this. Yeah. We're going to Boston. Yeah. And we got four weeks to sell it out. So his big announcement was, we're going to have a wrestling show on a Wednesday night. Yes, which he already <laughs> wow. had. The only thing he's got is an extra hour because they're yeah. moving Rampage there. And it's going to be that Rampage was supposed to be its own hour. And he's going to do it as a one night, big blitz, three hours. Oh, it's going to be a three hour show. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that's what it, I, I believe that's what I heard. Because due to okay. March Madness, they're moving Rampage to Wednesdays to go right after. Okay, so it's going to be three hours dynamite or two hours Dynamite one hour rampage. It's going right to be after. three hours of big business, I believe. Oh, so okay. So that's I'm what thinking, I. That's I'm what I for probably. PVR. Yeah. Do you have to PVR? Good th- question. Yeah. Good question. Check your PVRs, question. people. March thirteenth. Next thing I will tell you. Probably the imminent debut of Mercedes Monet. Now let me tell you how I would book. I was saying this on my way here, actually. If I was Tony Khan and I realized I've got to shock the piss out of people. Mm-hmm. I would get Okada under contract and I would debut Okada and Will Ospreay in a one-on-one match to start my TV show next Wednesday night. And now everyone's going to say, the guy, that's shotgun booking. It is shotgun booking. 101. Yeah, but it is something where you're putting a, a dream match or a match that guaranteed to steal the show and you're debuting two guys and one of them's going to lose and one of them's going to win. Yeah. And people are going to go, oh my God, I can't believe we got this for free on TV. They had a great show in Phoenix this past week. How did they draw? Uh, it might've been the lowest attendance of all time, but the way that they shot the, the crowd, I think it, it was shot very well. The crowd was piping hot. So the few people made lots of noise. Yeah. And the show was great. I really enjoyed dynamite. It yeah. was, you know, swerve and, um, hangman. I wish they would have done a finish there. Yeah. You know, now we're getting the three way with Joe at revolution, which is kind of, okay. Yeah, that's nothing three-way. for your champion because if no. you if you pivot from him, he doesn't always lose the belt. Yeah. And if he wins, he doesn't always get a clean win. But Hangman's playing the crybaby heel now. But the best match, Miscast. I mean, was Sting and Darby Allen beating your friend, Big Bill, <laughs> and Ricky Starks for the AEW Tag Team Championship. So that's interesting because Sting is now a tag team champion going into Revolution where he's supposed to be retiring against the Bucks, so I guess that's going to be a title match. So who knows what's going to happen there. But you know what? Big Bill. I'm, we, Big I'm, B's. We were laughing at his his name. I think he's on like Instagram as Kaz XL. Why don't they just call him like XL? XL's a cool name. Just XL. Yeah. Just something yeah. cool. He's extra large. Yeah. Like that, that would have been better than Big Bill. Yeah. Well, his name is is William Morrissey too. Yeah. So yeah, he could have gone any way with that. There's so many ways you yeah. can go with that. XL sounds kind of cool. I was like, hmm, that's kind of a cool name. Ricky Starks is so good. Yeah, he's going to be R- out of there. When he his contract is such is a top. Like he's awesome. he's, yeah, he's done. Unbelievable. Um, Used to be here in CWE way back when, 2014 or 15. I, I think. think 14. Yeah, yeah, Danny brought Ricky Starks when he in. was doing big tours. Yeah, it was great. He drove up from Texas just to oh, get on yeah. a just to get on a couple shows. So great guy. Yeah. Um, we Camille, who was the former NWA Women's Champion, everyone thought she was going to WWE. Seems like she's yep. going for guaranteed money and all elite. Good choice. I, you know what? I don't blame. Well, it depends. She's now apparently she's more interested in a movie career than professional wrestling. That's so. why she wants to do all elite, though, so she can do her outside yep. interests. So that's if that's the case, that might be a good fit. If she if she's not focused on the wrestling aspect, maybe AEW is a better fit. And, Certainly more and money, guaranteed money. Winnipeg, April tenth. What happened this week with tickets? Tickets dropped in price. I don't know what the numbers were, but tickets dropped in price significantly. From Sixty-five dollars right? to get in, you can get in for thirty-seven dollars. And for Valentine's Day, True North All Access Canada Life Center put tickets on sale too for ninety-nine dollars. So I guess those are good seats that are now under fifty dollars. AEW tickets. Yep. Two, wow. Okay. Two of them for uh, ninety-nine dollars. So they realize, and now I believe, and so I who hold hold on a second. Who does that? Does True North do that, or does AEW? True North did the promo, but they would have they would have consulted with Live Nation, I believe that okay. it does AEW's tickets. I could be wrong about this. I'd have to ask my source, but uh, AEW would be in on the decision to drop the price. Now I think it's a dirtbag move, and I put it on social media, and yep. a lot of people questioned us on that, saying it's like law, it's like airliners. The, there's supply demand. There's extra supply, so they drop the price. 
that doesn't really work in tickets because it means the most dedicated fan pays more and the most dedicated fan will be trained to wait. And then you're never going to have an advance. Yeah. It doesn't work. And, yep. and you know what, take me to task on it. They now need to fill the building and they're doing it on a, on a 50% or 45% discount. And the people who paid a hundred percent are going to feel like they got guilty. Yeah. And last week we were at what? 2,500 seats. So just you know, over 2,530, 2,540. You know what we're at yet? I right don't. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, we'll have an update look next that. week on episode 95. Yeah, and, and we'll put it up on social media. Um, WWE red hot, but controversial. Everybody is hot. That rock. <laughs> I piping love this. Hot. Yeah. That rock is going to go to WrestleMania and main event against Roman and Cody's getting screwed and it's Cody's, Cody's spot. Cody's stepping it's aside. Cody's story. Yep. Cody, the, the one thing I will say, making it seem as though Cody is stepping aside kind of makes him look weak. Has he stepped aside? No. but He that, hasn't chosen. But as, the, as we record right now, and there is a WrestleMania 40 press conference this evening. Yeah. So we don't know what the results are for that. By the time this airs, that'll be history, so we might know. Yeah. But he has not stepped aside. He has not chosen yeah. who, is, who his opponent will be at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I think what they're doing... Uh-huh. When they got Rock to agree to participate, let me be very honest. The Rock is not working the opener against <laughs> Jinder Mahal or something. Jinder like, Mahal. Jinder. Yeah. Jinder. Yeah. G- Ginger. Ginger. Ginger Mahal. Ginger Mahal. They are not put like he is not showing up and doing an opening match. He is going to be featured mm-hmm. in a main event either as a tag partner Roman or against Roman. And that's just the reality of it. And you can be mad and you can say, that's not what we want. That's not what, Yeah. but it is what makes a lot of yeah. sense. Can I just offer a, a, my two cents here? Because people have been asking me about this all week. Cause everybody knows I'm a Cody guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you love are. Cody. Love I love Cody. Everybody's asking me, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Here's what I think. Wrestling fans are hilarious. I just think they're so funny because everybody is dying and dying and dying and dying for the rock to come back. Okay, so now The Rock is back. So now we're booing him? Yeah. They, <laughs> like, here's yeah. the thing. What did you think he was going to be programmed to do? <laughs> here's the thing, wrestling fans. This guy is 51 years old. He is a billionaire. He does not have to wrestle anymore. He does it, much like me, just because I love it. And there's something he thinks he can add. He loves it. He, there's something he can add. He brings something to the table. So can we just be happy that this guy who's a billionaire who doesn't need to do this is risking his livelihood and his career to get in front of a bunch of fans in Philadelphia who are going to boo the guy. They would have booed him anyways and wrestle Roman Reigns. And now they're leaning into it because he's calling Cody crybabies is what his his new thing is. It's going to be Roman and it's going to be rock. And it's done that way because it's best for business. Cody is not saying, Roman, I'm not coming for you. He's not stepping aside. What he's doing is he said, Roman, I'm coming for you and I'm coming for that title. Rock is not going to win that match. So if Cody was in the main event, this is the other thing. Fans are like, oh, I want Cody in the main event. Okay. So Roman's not losing that match. So now you want Cody to lose a second year in a row? Uh, that would be hard to rehabilitate him after. Right. So now, okay, Cody fans, do you really want Cody in the main event? Because he's going to lose again. Well, what's going to happen is this. Roman is going to beat Rock, right? Roman is yeah. more important now. Yes. Rock, Cody will beat Roman. But Cody will also probably win the World Heavyweight Championship against Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. I think it'll be a three-way at WrestleMania. And who knows, maybe we could see a unification of those stupid titles. Have one. Cody will finish his story. Will it be at WrestleMania? Who knows? Maybe not this year. But this business is all about timing. His And the timing just didn't work out for him right now. Believe me, Cody is not crying for one second about what's going on here. No. This is all good for Cody. Absolutely. Uh, WrestleMania 41 will be, probably go to Vegas. Now, we're, now they're saying Vegas, which I like. Yeah. Cop, you know. With a, a UFC show that weekend. So yeah. TKO is saying. I hope they do a finish like they did with Hart and Yokozuna <laughs> in WrestleMania 9. Like, I think that was really a great finish. Salt in the eyes. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan comes out. They could have done that with, <laughs> they could have done that with Cody versus yeah. Roman. And then Rock came out and did what Hulk did. And See, I was just thinking that maybe, uh, maybe Cody would choose Roman anyways, and then Rock would just cost him the championship and then you've got then you have cody you, where you have him looking a little soft as a but as he goes but he goes one-on-one with the rock then which could build him 
into a bigger star. Who knows? He's, maybe Rock sticks around. Because then he's got a beef with The Rock. Rock's on the board. He yeah, has like Rock's involved. There. So yeah. he's going to be around. So who knows? Again, we're talking about it. Lots of good stuff. Of course, CM Punk is out. So it's like they had to shuffle the deck. Brock Lesnar's out. How about these... Uh, I don't mean to, mean to beat a dead horse, but this uh, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, oh. Ashley Mazzaro, new... Uh, so it's always come out that in 2007, Mazzaro was... Um, six. Okay, 2006, sorry, yeah. off by year. And Mazzaro was doing promotional work with WWE. Was that tri Tribute to the Troops? Yeah, in, in Kuwait. Yeah, yeah. and so she, there was allegations, she's now passed away, but that she may have been sexually assaulted by a U.S. serviceman who was uh, top brass, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. I read, and that she might have reported it to WWE and that they had reasons to not take the report and kind of leave her out on her own is sort of what I got from it. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, you know what? And in this day and age where people go back 15, 20 years, should have done it better. Bad for business. Well, yeah. that, that situation is not even black and white. It, well, sh Lauren, it should have been done better. Lauren, yeah. Laurenitis's lawyer seems to indicate that John knew and so did everyone else yeah. in WWE Browns. Yeah, so now it's going to turn into Vince against Johnny Ace, which is going to be another mess. But you know what? Like talking about Ashley Mazzaro, obviously she's not here to, you know, justify any of these claims or whatever, but... I listened to Tori Wilson on Chris Van Vliet's podcast. Timing is uh, very interesting with some of the topics that she talks about. And there's two other women, and I'm not going to say their names here because they haven't been out in the uh, media. I'll let you guys know off the air. But um, I think there's more to come. So stay tuned, unfortunately. Sorry to end on that topic. We're going to go to the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. Two big questions in the mailbag this week. You can get them on by going to our Instagram, our Twitter, Tweez. as Mike da Davidson likes to say, and our Facebook, Feesmees. and send it to us directly. Thank you for that. What about email? How would you kind of email? Easemees. Easemees. You can easemees us. Total bees. <laughs> total bees. at easemees.com. Yes. Ease to me. No. 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 no not that. Oh, never. You never go ease to mees. Um, okay. First question coming in. From Tim, he asks, with all the controversy going on behind the scenes at WWE, there are rumors that TKO could clean house and mm. anyone connected to the old regime could be gone, including Triple H. Could you ever see WWE TKO firing Hunter? That was Vince or Vince Russo's, uh, he said, he had a tweet about that and he said, document this tweet. He's, he thinks everybody's going to get let go from TKO. I think Vince Do you have any stank on you? You're out of there. I think Vince Russo is sitting there hopefully hoping Triple H goes out so he somehow can end up the head writer. And Vince Russo, like he had, uh, he wrote for what, 18 months, yeah. uh, 25 years ago? He's worse than me for being out yeah, of touch. That guy's out of touch. Um, here's what I think. I think that TKO or WWE firing, firing Triple H would be as bad as uh, TNA firing Scott Damore. I think and that be, happened. Yeah, I think it would be a terrible move. The reality is, unless they find scandal that, that Triple H knew and worked yeah. proactively to cover it up or condone it, you probably try to leave him in his, in his place unless you, like, in case you have to do it, don't do it. He's, he's the right guy to be leading WWE into the next year. I think they, unlike uh, TNA and AEW, WWE does have executives who might be able to step up into the Triple H role. I think that Triple H is safe. I think that Bruce Pritchard will be gone. Well, and I he's think 100%. he's hurt right now. He had a triceps uh, surgery. Yeah, but he also, he also worked with Ari Emanuel's daughter. And if he might be clean because they might... He, There's no way. Well, no, he might have been so good to her, his daughter that she would say, no, Bruce would never do that. And they might say, okay, Bruce, you know, we'll keep you around. I think, but he's so loyal to Vince. Yes. I think he's got to go. It's the old regime. I think they've got to retire him. Yeah. He's over 60. He's had a good career. I think he made enough money in this last WWE run to retire and ride out in the sunset. It sucks, but the old boss is gone and, and the new boss probably doesn't need you. Yeah. So this is not the, the old boys network anymore where this stuff flies. So I think there's going to be some house cleaning, but I think H is safe. All right, there you go. I would agree with that. I think uh, Hunter's <laughs> around for the long haul, unless there's something crazy that comes out. Second question in from Tyler D. He says, what platform is the best platform to listen to B she's wrestling on? What platform do you guys listen to it on? Let's, Start with a Mecca. Oh, well, I am a loyal uh, Spotify guy. Sure. I have B She's Wrestling every Monday. I 
I listen to it when I get up. I listen to it when I am doing my manscaping. Manscaping Monday. Yeah. So I. It's uh, a lot of information. But yeah. Keep going. Sure. I listen. Spotify all the way. I have all my podcasts on there, but uh, B She's is uh, number one for well, sure. Before we go to Davidson, are you feeling a little, you know, maybe upset that he's shaving his balls while he's listening to you? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Manscaping. What else is there? Well, I didn't go there. I leave some to the imagination. I don't want to spell it out for I all the B She'sers out there. I wonder if he's loving my voice when he hears it. Well, you, we'll have to ask him after this podcast yeah, there you go. next Monday. I'm, I'm admiring your cadence. All right, I've been working on it. It's improving. Mike Davidson, what about you? What do you listen to? I listen on? to it on Apple because okay. I've got an Apple device and that's just where I listen. I also sometimes listen to it on Podbeam directly. I uh, Personally, I am a, got a Google phone. I've got Google Podcast and I've subscribed, which you can do in all those platforms that we've mentioned so far. You subscribe and it's there Monday morning when you wake up and you're happy. You got your bishis there. We're also on Stitcher and we're on probably like, to be honest, we're probably on a dozen other platforms. That's so, the best. I love Mondays because like... You know, everybody dreads Mondays. Not me. I have B She's wrestling, oh, and I'm on it. I, love, I still love it. Yeah, I love wrestling. It's the I love I love Mondays. It's the best when I wake up and I just see the notification that B She's wrestling is there, and I don't have a message from Mike Davidson saying, "You know <laughs> what happened? You, what did you There's do?" A tech, uh, tech glitch. Yeah. And I actually love it because you know we do B She's wrestling, and then we go home, and then Chris masterfully puts it all together, all the sound effects. I can't believe Andre the Giant is listening. I know, right? That is amazing. I've heard the him grave. two weeks in a row. You're going to hear him again, probably. Oh, I love Andre. Thanks for listening, Andre the Giant. All right, there we go. Two questions. One up, one down. Two I up, want two down. To, I want to know what's going on in the event center. This uh, is your B. She's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, February 16th, Big West Wrestling is in Summerland. Friday, February 16th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Port Alberni. Friday, February 16th, Primetime Wrestling is in Prince George. Saturday, February 17th, Big West Wrestling is in Enderby. Saturday, February 17th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Duncan. And Saturday, February 17th, Primetime Wrestling is in Prince George. We switch to Alberta. Friday, February 16th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Innisfail. Friday, February 16th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Edmonton. Saturday, February 17th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Olds. Saturday, February 17th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Medicine Hat. Saturday, February 17th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. Sunday, February 18th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Edmonton. We move to Saskatchewan. Thursday, February 15th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Yorkton. Friday, February 16th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Regina. And over in Manitoba, Sunday, February 18th, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling is in Winnipeg. We shift to North Dakota, Friday, February 17th, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling is in Fargo. And Saturday, February 17th, Below Zero Wrestling presents Winter Slam in West Fargo, North Dakota, featuring John Morrison and Maven. And that has been your BG's Wrestling Event Center. 17 shows in the BG's Wrestling Event Center Mecca. How That's a record. in the world do you find them all? That's a lot of work to do. You know what? I got to give you a lot of compliments on this. That is a service to guys who are promoting. Any plug they can get is good. I appreciate that. And we, we know our friends in BC yep. love that fact that we talked about our shows yeah, in getting, British Columbia. We're getting more and more listeners in BC thanks to Vance Nevada, who's <laughs> still causing a stir. And uh, our friends in North Dakota have started listening. Our friends in Manitoba, Str our B-Sheezers, yep. all over the place. We've yeah, got some North five, Dakota. five strange listeners, too, in San Jose, California. Dave don't know Meltzer. <laughs> there's five of them. You know so, what? There are some pretty important people who listen Dave to this Meltzer podcast. You'd be surprised who listens to this podcast. Yes. Yeah. So that does it. Um... What else do we want to chat about? Great episode. Was it 94? 94. We're getting close to 100. Yeah. We're getting close to 100. You know, we have something planned for episode for episode 100. Are we way. are we going to be at 100% of B She's Wrestling starting? We're or? finally going to have a at 100 it's going to be 100, right? Um hmm. <laughs> It's a pregnant pause. It's what they call a pregnant pause. Let me tell you, I said this earlier in the show and you guys are grilling me and you're like, "Just do it or don't and stop talking about it." I've been trying to convince you 
to not do it if there was a chance of you doing it. I know, I, you've I, been very, As a good friend. You've been very reasonable and kind of like, you have it figured out. I've been bothering you about this since episode one, I think. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, being I, like, you I don't run. want you to, because I know, listen, I know, hey, were you a bit of a shithead 15 years ago? Maybe you were. But I, we all were. I don't, yeah, I think the industry has been full of shitheads at times. Yeah, and I am, you know, and I've changed. Yeah. And, you know, everything that I do right now, B-She's Wrestling, coming back to CWE, slapping around Chad Daniels, I do with the absolute best of intentions. Not just for myself. I want to make the whole place better. Yeah. So that's my intention. All I'm going to say is the market, this is what's being told to me. Winnipeg Wrestling doesn't need you to run a show. WPW is doing a really good job. And I say that they do. Yep. And CWE is having the best business they've had. Yep. We don't need you, but if the fans want it, what's your problem? What do you say if to the I'm people? I'm going to go out there and promote. Sorry. It's going to be me who wins or loses. And it could be me who, um, you know, like if there's a loss here, I'm going to have to take it. So are we still at 60%? Cause it sounds like you're moving <laughs> upwards. Like, yeah, we were, this has been a roller. This whole podcast it might not happen. Has it been simmering at 60, the entire podcast, or has it slipped down well, earlier today? It was 2%. Cause I was just, I was, I, there's just something, there's a negative force and then there's a positive force and you know, I don't know. Anyway, by the way, speaking of that negative and positive force, that guy you said has a problem with me. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't blame him for what you, you did. That are you kidding? Like that? That where did that even come from? Listen, brains don't run in that family. Hey, so stop! You're causing heat again, pal. I don't even know what I'm causing heat. Let's apparently. take it home. <laughs> <laughs>